0: welcome to the final series of this week this, that is self-care week where we have 10 very generous guests sharing their self-care tips and practices and today our final guest i'm really grateful to welcome margaret O'Sheng. hello margaret
1: hello gary good morning
0: good morning how are you
1: very well thank you
0: awesome well look th- thank you so much for joining me today
1: Thank you for inviting me today.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. So, look, as we get into the, the discussion, would you mind just letting people, our listeners, know a little bit more about you? So, what do you do for work? What's your background? And What are you passionate about, Margaret?
1: Great. Yeah. So, my name is Margaret Ucheng. Uh That is a Kenyan name, just in case someone is wondering. Um, I have worked in, in various sectors, so both for profit and non-profit. But I think most of my working life was spent in the not-for-profit not, not for profit sector. Mm-hmm. So um, I've worked in roles both here and, and back in Kenya. And I think this is where my passion for differences and similarities and, and how human beings bring these into their day-to-day experiences as well as their workplaces. I think this is where it all started. Uh, so then two years ago, I decided to change careers towards Organizational psychology, so I'm I'm currently working in that space,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and at the set, so I I split my time between two roles, uh, one that is um, a research and and development role in in, in an org psych firm, uh, at, but most of my time is spent um, doing uh, leadership and inclusion programs, so really helping organizations make sense of their DNI objectives as well as helping underrepresented groups you know their underrepresented talent uh get to the top of, of the organizations which is something we find that many organizations uh struggle with yeah so that's what i do for paid work
0: <laughs> oh fantastic and it, you, i can hear the passion in your voice uh margaret around that that, that topic area is that something that you is that an area of work you always wanted to get into or is it something that really evolved as you as you grew up
1: yeah, so this, this is something that, so as I said, I worked in the charitable sector and I think a, a big thing for me is, is social justice, equality mm-hmm. and, and making sure that everyone has an equal chance. And so when I see how um, the higher up you go in organizations, the more similar then people start to look in, in this country. I think that's something that has always concerned me and is, I think, something I'd like to see improve. I'd like to see boardrooms more accessible to women and, and, and people from various backgrounds in terms of race, gender, and whatever differences they may make because for me – that is a way to improve um, diversity of thought, to improve creativity, and just to have experiences that you probably have. You know, people don't get to interact with. So, I think when 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 an organization is is diverse, I think I think everyone benefits.
0: That was wonderful. Well, look, it's something I'm really passionate about and uh you know the the white man on the other side of the the, the phone called you now <laughs> margaret you know it's something really as, as we discussed before i've only started to really appreciate just quite the privilege that i do have coming from the uh my natural yeah. orientation so it's great that we're having these conversations so uh
1: absolutely yeah it's, 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 it's a conversation that i think more and more people should have you know ask the questions of why is it like this and, and how can we make it better
0: no, that's that's wonderful. And look, this segues lovely into the the short podcast you and I will have today around self care. So, if you were looking to define self care for you as Margaret, how would you describe it to somebody else?
1: I realise actually, after you asked me to have this conversation, that self care is something I think about a lot, and that's partly because. Um, like many people, I'm juggling a lot. So I'm juggling parenthood with work and, and studies and lots of community and social activities. So I really do need to think about self-care and I need to practice self-care for me to be able to, to do the things that I love doing. Mm. Uh, but I also look back and realize that self-care has probably always been a part of my resilience toolkit. So for, as someone who has had to, Surmount uh, many adversities in life to, to get to this point. I think I've always had some sort of self-care practices to get me through um, my journey, even though I didn't call them self-care and I probably didn't know they were self-care. But but right now, and I so I, I think that my self-care practices and definitions may have evolved over time, and they adapt to where I am in 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 life at a particular time. I, I, yeah. Uh, So at this time, I would define self-care as a continuous habit of knowing myself and treating myself with warmth and kindness, the kind of warmth and kindness that I would treat someone I truly love most with. And in there is objective listening, you know, commitment to unwavering support and, and just taking around for myself until the end of time.
0: Oh, wow. That's really, really powerful, Margaret, for me. Uh, you know, it's just so, you know, It's so powerful because, you know, to use the word love in any context, yeah. sort of for yourself, is. I, I find it quite uncommon. It's almost like we're the last, we love ourselves last quite often, don't we?
1: Exactly. So it's, um, and and, you know, we're busy, we go through life, and we're quite comfortable to to say these things, love, warmth, kindness, compassion towards other people. But we never think of how much we need these things. And I think that's part of the problem, because we're kind of waiting around for other people to come and offer us these things, love, warmth, compassion. And, And so if we don't get them, I think then there's, there's, there's a problem in our lives. But what if you just took the first opportunity to offer these things to yourself?
0: Yeah. Su- su- super powerful. Super powerful. Thank you for that. What does that mean? Yeah, looking-
1: also, yeah. uh, there's an admission there. So, so for me, this is all aspirational to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So every day I will commit and aim as many of these things as possible but if I don't achieve them, if, if I fail to be warm and kind to myself on, on a certain context, I, I readily forgive myself and then I move on to try again the next day. So for me, that's also a really important element of self care for me is, is make it aspirational and forgive myself if, if I don't do as I had thought I would.
0: Yeah, that's, that really resonates with me, actually. Some of, the, some of the other chats we've had this week, Margaret, and even for me personally, yeah. I know that I, I, I've actually dropped for me personally. I used to um, meditate quite a lot um, at yeah. the beginning of the day and the end of the day. But it got to a point where if I didn't do it, it became a stressor. Exactly. And, I did, and I didn't forgive myself. And I love that word forgiveness you're using. That's really powerful.
1: Yes, it's loving and forgiving yourself as you try to do your best for yourself, just like you would with people.
0: Wow, that's that's, that's lovely, it's a lovely, lovely sentiment. So, what, what does that look like for you? So, I, I really get your sort of philosophical um, approach to it. You really do forgive yourself. You love yourself. That's brilliant. What sort yeah. of practices do you actually have that serve you the best, as Margaret? Are there certain things that you do during the day or in your own time that you sort of that give you the most value or the most joy in terms of self care?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, there's there's things I do, and then there is things I am. So. Mm-hmm um i think i think my what i really value at this moment is is the thought of authenticity bringing my authentic self into my everyday activity and that that makes a really core part of of where i of my starting point with 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 self care it's mm-hmm. you know that that sense of owning my own thoughts and my emotions and, the, and my desires and my beliefs and then nurturing these everyday and then also having the courage to resist when, when my environment does not want me to, to be who I want to be. And so I think because, you know, when we are working, there's a lot of doing, do this, do that, go here. But then you don't think of being. So who are you when you're doing all these things? And I think that for me is a very, very important part. So there's a, you know, a reflective piece there, so reflection of, of whenever I go into an activity, if I'm coming into this conversation with you. Who am I when I'm coming into this conversation? Is is a really key point of that?
0: Oh, (laughs) Jasmine, if you listen to my podcast, Margaret, I often say the hair's gone the end. My little hair's gone their end, and it's doing it again. Because no, but 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 really, because I love that point you're making, which is actually, you know, self care practices to some extent are almost symptoms of actually just being okay with what you are. Yes, I think that that's
1: really being, being, being okay, being in, you know, stopping and being first before you do is, is really, really important because then it helps you even understand and decide what, what things you're going to do, depending on who you are.
0: Cool, that's a super. How, how do you... Is, is there something about your own sort of practice, whether it be sort of spiritual, whether it be just the way you've developed yourself since you know being a young person, Margaret? Is, is, yeah. do, do you find it's quite easy for you to get back to that state of presence and being? Yes. Yeah, it...
1: so, so, so there's three things I think I really hang on to on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. So there's this reflection of every day. I try to stop at some point and text talk of my day, and I try to do it at the end of the day. Sometimes I do it in the morning as well, um, and I'm, you know, it's just, you know, stopping and giving yourself a space to 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 be, to be there for yourself. And I'm so fortunate that this is something I do with my family. So I do this with my husband and kids. At the end of every day, we sit together and we, we acknowledge that moment. We acknowledge our day. We be we're present in our lives and in each other's lives at that point. And we're grateful for who we are and all we have. And and it's something I'm doing very consciously as well because, you know, the world is changing and, and our children are going to grow up in a world that is probably full of noise. And I think from a really young age, it's helping them to, to learn, to daily stop and take stock of, of their day, to be grateful, to own the experiences of the day, good and bad, and to be able to move on after that. So it's just a, a reflection. And, and mine I do I love
0: to do it with my family that's that's beautiful I think you know it's the, the presence bit I get I've got to be honest Margaret for me you know the, the actual stopping with family thing to talk about your day you know that's it, it really happens these days certainly certainly what I see in sort of western society and it's so powerful so so powerful
1: yes I mean I do understand that not everybody will be home regularly at you know, at bedtime to be able to do this with their kids, and this is why I'm saying I'm quite fortunate that most most days with my husband and I are, are home with our kids, and and so we can instead of doing, we can do our reflections in the morning individually, but we make sure that at least we we, we have that moment carved out with the kids to reflect together, to be grateful together, to be present together.
0: Lovely. Oh, so so powerful. Out of interest, for you, if you were going to offer one piece of advice, you can only offer one, Margaret, to somebody else listening right now around self-care, what would it be for you?
1: So as I said, so I would say make it aspirational first. Find what works for you and and make it aspirational. And I know maybe some people would disagree and say you have to commit, and, and that's fine too. But for me, it's the aspect of forgiving yourself when it doesn't go as you have planned is probably the most important for me when I I think about self-care. And I think the more you, if you handle it like that, then, you know, it just becomes a practice that helps you kind of steer your life. It's, you know, you're not too wedded or too disappointed if it doesn't happen, but you still, you find that you make it happen. So I find that when I hold it like that. I'm more likely to enjoy it, to do it and not look at it as another chore, another task that I have to do every day. So yeah, that ability to commit to doing it, but forgive yourself if you don't.
0: Oh, that's, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm taking that directly into my own heart. So thank you. I'm going to start forgiving myself a bit more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you offer other people compassion and forgiveness, I think you should offer it to yourself first
0: that's great and it sort of comes back to this analogy as well doesn't it of the um, the oxygen mask on an aeroplane margaret around you can only be the best for others if you're best for yourself first it sort of plays into that doesn't it to some extent
1: absolutely i i think if if you are if you find it difficult to forgive yourself i think you're definitely going to find it difficult to forgive other people and 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 that's you know there's loads of you know disruptions there's loads of Things, you know, people that will rub you the wrong way or things that won't go well in your day. And if you're not able to to let things go for yourself, to, to forgive yourself, then you're gonna find you're gonna find that you struggle when when you meet these challenges and, and when things don't go your way. So just that act of letting go and, and just, just forgiving yourself and forgiving other people and making every day a fresh and new day an opportunity to start afresh and do it all over again.
0: It's really interesting. So, what I'm what I'm hearing to some extent, which I'm not really connected before, actually, uh, mm-hmm. Margaret. And thanks for that. Is is this link always? Oh, you spoke about resilience. And yes. To some extent, we get talked sort of externally resilience. When actually, what I'm hearing is just letting things go seems to be one of the most resilient things you can do.
1: I think so because if you know, it's just this is. I think this is like the opposite. So when, when you don't let things go, you you end up in this state of. Self-rumination instead of self-reflection, instead of reflecting on something and looking at your situation very objectively, you will end up in this ruminating state where you, you are having these repetitive thoughts of this could have happened. You know, it's, it, it's very, it's unhelpful for you. Mm-hmm. So, but if you, if you teach yourself to say, you know what, this didn't go well, but these other things went really well. And I am grateful for these, you know, tomorrow is another day to right my wrongs or to give people an opportunity to right their wrongs and just, just let it go. Just letting go, I think for me is, is, is really important. And also just, it's not just of of mistakes. It's also of failures of, you know, those calls that you meant to make that you didn't make of the tasks Mm. that you were supposed to finish that you didn't finish. Just forgiving yourself for not doing all that. I know sounds a bit, Defeatist if you like but i've I've found that really, really helpful. I hold myself to high standards, but mm-hmm. I also forgive myself if i don't meet those standards because there's always another day there's always another opportunity for me to do the things that i didn't get to do
0: oh, that's that's really powerful and and sort of coming back to where you started mark just that 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 bit about just loving yourself as a as a human yes, and getting on with it? Yeah. Yeah,
1: and this is really like if you're managing a team, this is something you would do. I mean, if if you ask somebody to do something and they didn't do it, what do you do? Do you then you know go off and and lose it, or do you give them another chance, encourage them, and support them, and and stick around for them to do it? It's something we we do with people if you know if we are committed to helping people, and I think it's something we should take and do for ourselves. That's
0: wonderful. Well, look, you've been an absolute joy. Margaret, thank you so much for sharing your time today. How can people reach out to you if they want to have a conversation with you um, yes. or just want to connect with you?
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm connected to you on Twitter, so at margaret to 7 So hopefully they can find me on Twitter or on LinkedIn as margaret to Qing. So, yeah, happy to hear from anyone who would like to have a chat.
0: Oh, wonderful. Well, I'll make sure those contact details are in the show notes of the podcast. And, look, thank you so much for sparing the time, Margaret. It's been, been lovely to talk to you.
1: Thank you, Gary. Do have a lovely day.
0: And you. Take care. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers.